How's Asia and the kids, Chan? We good, man. Just hanging in there. School, work, you know what it is. Man, this IAA parlay is hot right now. Ooh, I'm winning some money now. That's making it a little easier at the house with my little, my little checks coming in every now and again on that IAA parlay. We're going to pick these three games for Week 10's parlay, I Am Athlete's parlay. What we got, Chan? I got to start Baltimore at Miami. Miami's not good right now. I'm down here. Right. Trouble defensively, offensively, you know, no protection for Tua in Baltimore in primetime with Lamar. Baltimore got that one. Ooh, I like that one. I'm going to go with, and this is a tough one for me because I love the Jets. Buffalo at the Jets. I'm going to go with Buffalo. I mean, they hot. I mean, I mean, come on now. The Jets, they finally got a nice win. You had the quarterback come in. He played well. And we talked about two young quarterbacks, two future of the league type quarterbacks. Let's talk about the GOAT, baby. Tampa Bay at Washington. You know Tom about to go in there and show out. This ain't the week he gets hurt? <laughs> I don't think so. I think Tom's going to hold it down. Bruce got all the weapons in the world. Mike Evans, AB. If he does get tired, hand right. it off to Leonard right. Fortnite. Right. Come right. on, man. Let's right. go. We love DraftKings, DraftKings Parlay. Go to DraftKings.com, week 10. The I Am Athlete Parlay, promo code ATHLETE. We're going to get back to our workout. Those are the three teams. You got Baltimore over Miami. You have Buffalo over New York. We also like Washington to fall to the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's week 10. I Am Athlete is the platform. DraftKings is the sports book. Yeah. Look, man. What you think? You got a chance? I'm ready. A chance? I'm winning, baby. Don't Love be scared. It. You can't be intimidated by the course. Got to own it. Got to own it? Own it. How do you own it? Got to dive in now. But you're not nervous of going off the track? No, they got little tires and... <laughs> <laughs> they got stuff to catch us, man. <laughs> I don't like this. I love it. I don't like this one bit. You want a go-kart? Yeah, I mean, this is like... We grown-ups, man. You 11? I mean, you can run a cup series here. Cup series race here. I know. That's not okay. But look, I'm telling you, they're not used to taking rights. They're not used to... <laughs> That's our advantage. They're going to be nervous <laughs> of the right. They're going to... Oh, 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 they're not used to that. They, yay, yay, right. yay. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Oh like my goodness. <laughs> there it is. We are at the GoPro Motorplex. I am athlete NASCAR. They got us out here to show my skills. I used to, man, I used to ride through the hood. Cake. I'm about to hurt some, I'm about to hurt some feelings out here. I'm sorry. A girl's not gonna beat me today. <laughs> you sound like every man in the Chuck series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kick her. <laughs> oh, we ready, baby. Oh. Oh.
You just knocked me off the course. I'm, just, I'm taking away 10 points from you. I would like to thank, you know, everybody that contributed. I want to thank my pit crew. What? I want to thank my racing team. I just want to thank, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ. For what? Hold on, for what? The win! You did not win? <laughs> I left you, mother... <laughs> so if you saw what just happened, I'm get my number. Get my number. You just see what I do. I was just, I was hitting it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you good. You're a good driver, though. Hey, you're a good driver. Hey, Haley, literally, bro, the last lap, she knocked me up here. Up into the she was trying to get me all race. The last lap, she came and she just hit me hard. Boom. You should know that's what I do. Always last lap for a win. Every single one of my wins comes from a last lap or deal. Nah, we ain't winning that against no driver. Speak for yourself. But they were flying. No, but they were flying too. They still. Speak for yourself. Hell, he get back out there. How does it feel to be a female driver in NASCAR? Like, that's what you get asked, yeah. like, what, 95% of the time when people yeah. say, right? Yeah. Because what we should be talking about really is like, how do you feel to be a driver, yeah. right? But we have to start with that. Your team, you have a team? So, yeah, like a race team and stuff. Like, are you talking about that? or Race team? What are you talking about? Football. Football? <laughs> <laughs> I, I watch I Are watch we here to talk about NASCAR? I thought we were here to talk about football. Uh, honestly, Haley? probably. You have a, you I, just, have a I follow player? his lead on everything. Who, Chase? Yeah, Your Chase's. Boyfriend? Yeah, Chase's, which he's from Tampa. How did you guys meet? Um, racing against each other. Who won? We both won like the same amount of races. <laughs> well, well, I would. Well, Chase, I'm about to start something. I'm about to start something in their house because they live together. Equipment. I was in better equipment, so I definitely did have that on my side, which he was in not as good equipment as I was. So, like, That's fair. it's hard to say, but he did do really good with the equipment he was in, and he is a better dirt racer than me. Haley, so. you're, you're speaking in love. We know about <laughs> we know about the next gen stuff that's coming up. The two, know, both actually, of y'all are in next gen cars. Yeah. So I um, actually did like the big pre you for it for four the all next gen stuff and i've seen a lot of it and i think it's pretty cool like i'm interested to see how it drives because i haven't driven it yet so like i can't say how it drives but they look pretty cool and i think it's going to make it a lot simpler and like i think it's gonna be cool for fans to see a transition in the sport but but you missed what he was saying though i, I love that answer because you know next gen there's a lot of excitement and anticipation around yeah. 2022 in the next gen mm -hmm. car but what chan was saying was uh -huh. if the next gen it kind of you know, equals out the playing field, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We put Haley in the next-gen car mm -hmm. and Chase in the next-gen car. Yeah, who's who the, wins? Who's the better driver? Uh, yeah. Who it? is the better skillful driver? I don't know. That's a hard one. Like It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to Honestly, say you're better. probably him. Because <laughs> he's, I don't, I feel like he's been doing stock car stuff so much longer than I have. Like, he has so many more years of experience than me racing stock cars and circle track. And so I think that I feel like that would come to his advantage. But I don't know. I feel like that's something you'd have to, like, see. I don't know. I really couldn't right. say. 
If you had to pick <laughs> between an X or a Z, without any context, just in general, who would be your X between the two of us? I'm not giving you any context. Just pick who would you would pick as your X. Just in general. Just say it. Just just like the just letters random. like X and yep. Z? X and Z. Between him, who would be your X? Probably X and Z. Yes! <laughs> The debate is over. I won. Oh, the debate. No context. I finally got context. I got somebody to finally vote for me. People be scared, though. Right. Folks be scared to say it. Right. You're like, ah, it take them 20 minutes. I love that. It take them like 20 minutes. Like, ah. Then they always go, probably go with Ocho. Because the sweet feet. I think, I feel like the reason why you get more votes all the votes. <laughs> because you made it look good. You made it look good too. No, I did not. I tried to emulate no, you. No, I did not. No, I did not. I did not look. I was big and I was no, I physical. Did. I should have oh, been playing tight end or defensive end. I did. I tried to do D did and add it to my game I, and it didn't work. I swear. I, but, uh, no, no. I, I, ask, no, 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 no. It wasn't that. No, stop. You don't do it. <laughs> How does it feel to be? a female driver in NASCAR. Okay. Like, that's what you get yeah. asked, like, what, 95% of the time that's what people that, yeah. say, right? Yeah. Because what we should be talking about really is, like, how do you feel to be a driver, yeah. right? But we have to start with that. It's different, definitely different. When you're the only girl coming into, like, the whole pit area and just being, like, obviously I feel like I got a lot of different looks in the beginning, and I feel like it starts, I feel like guy to guy they have, like, an automatic respect. Guys automatically respect each other, but when, like, a girl steps into play, it's kind of like you're you're on the laughing side, you're the joke side of things until you earn that respect. So I feel like my entire life I've had to earn the respect of everyone before I actually got it. When guys, they automatically respect each other. And I feel like the older generation, it's harder for them to respect you. So I notice whenever I get into, like, incidents with some of the older guys on the track, it always drags on and it's always a lot more heightened than it is with the younger guys. Incident. Uh, like wrecks, like where you okay, get in, like okay, wrecks okay. and stuff, like uh, like hard battles. If I they, it's like they can do something to me, but if I do it back, it's a problem. I'm like, we just do the same thing. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh -huh. That's perfect. Okay. This would be the perfect opportunity for you mm -hmm. to embrace being the villain. <laughs> There's no problem with that. All right. Create the crashes, mm -hmm. wreck them, and let them know you're not here to play any games. Yeah. Put Foot down. Yeah. Oh, that curse. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're good. It's a lot of cursing in NASCAR. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah you there put is. your foot down. That's right. <laughs> Come but, in here and establish dominance. Yeah. But when I said, when I was asking people, we knew you were coming on, mm -hmm. and I was asking people about you, mm -hmm. Haley Deegan, they said badass. <laughs> like, it's what everybody said. Oh, she's a badass. <laughs> Did, was that you naturally, or through time you had to build that callus? Uh -huh. Yeah, callous. <laughs> I like Did that. You have to build a callous to be the badass, knowing that you're coming in without the respect that those dudes give each other. I think my dad established that whole badass role, and I kind of just followed his footsteps with it. Like he was always the like hard, tough guy, all tattoos when no one else had tattoos. Just he was always very different, and he was always on the very hardcore side of things. And so I feel like I kind of embraced that side of him, and that's what I grew up around. And so like coming to the NASCAR world, it's a little more buttoned up. It's a little more proper. I feel like I've always had that edginess to me, and I feel like that's probably because of him. You know you just called out a 
ton of people in NASCAR, so you're basically calling <laughs> yeah. them preppy. And, yeah. Well, it is, it's a preppier sport. I feel like I feel like it's much preppier than most sports. And I feel like when it comes to racing, back everyone's like, oh, we want that, like how it was back when Dale Senior was racing. Like back in those times, it was a lot edgier. You see people smoking cigarettes in the car, like on pit road, like things you don't see now. <laughs> right, right. And I feel like that edginess has kind of gone away a little bit. But I feel like a lot a lot of people could be embracing that and bringing it back to the sport and at least keeping what's left of it in the sport. And I feel like that's what fans want to see also. So you go, you mentioned your father, mm -hmm. Brian D. Deegan, right? Mm -hmm. Badass. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about y'all relationship and, mm -hmm. you know, growing up watching him win, you know, year after year after year. Mm -hmm. I think seeing his work ethic when he was, he was truly the villain. Like that was his role and he embraced it. And he made such, such a successful career off of it, of being the villain and being the kind of like, kind of just the bad guy and I feel like he did so good with that of embracing it and making it like a true show and really like just showing people like hey this is who I am either you like me or you don't and I, I that's why I truly liked about him and I feel like watching him growing up being successful with that it was just like inspiring and his work ethic like he was up in the morning running working out like when other people weren't doing things that other people weren't and that's what I feel like I just really liked seeing that and I feel right. like I embraced that from him any, right. any pressure keeping that name Keeping so the family I name think growing? I think being a girl in racing, there's so much pressure on you because of that. I feel like there's so many people that expect you not to do good. Guys, they're always like, oh, they kind of give them the benefit. But like girls, they expect you to do bad. Right. And so like I feel like it's always like the pressure of showing them like, hey, like and it's cool to see people's faces when like you go out there and you drive and they're like, wow, that was really, really good. And you're like, well, what'd you expect? Right, you know what right. I think a lot of people would want to know? With your father being a racer, mm -hmm. obviously, was there anything you wanted to do besides racing or was racing always your first love where you forced, not forced yeah. into it, but most of the time parents always want their kids to mm -hmm. follow in their footsteps. Was there anything you wanted to do besides racing before? No. Uh, my dad didn't even want to get me into racing. My parents didn't want to get me into racing. They had no intention of it. I was the firstborn kid. I was a girl. My mom tried to keep me very girly, like, oh, I super bougie, like little girl wearing like Louis Vuitton bag going to school. <laughs> like, and uh, everything was pink, pink hair bows. And like after I kind of started finding myself and started realizing like, hey, this is like, this ain't me. I ain't princess crowns and pink butterflies right, over here. Like, right. that's just not me. Right. And uh, once I started realizing that, I was like, started figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like. And I started becoming very tomboyish. And like, there was a point in my life when I was like 14 years old, I looked like a boy because I was just like, all my friends were guys. Like I thought I was just one of the boys. And so like, I just, I just truly like, once my parents kind of started putting me in volleyball, I was in Girl Scouts. Like I was a good volleyball player. All my friends got signed to big, big colleges and have a uh, big careers off volleyball. And I was in Girl Scouts and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, and I, I was actually going to a private school and I told my parents, I was like, hey, back when I started figuring out that I wanted to race, I started racing a little bit. Um, there was a friend that we had that was into racing and um, my dad was racing off road trucks at the time. And I was like, hey, I, like, I really want to try this. I really just, How I want to try this because I, I was eight years old at the time. Wow. Yeah. So for my eighth birthday, I ended up getting a race truck. And I was just kind of, it was fun because my dad was doing it. Like, it was more just a family thing. Like, oh, we're all at the track anyway. Like, no big deal. And then when I was in about seventh grade, I begged my parents to let me homeschool. I was like, please, like, let me homeschool. Wow. Like, I, this racing is getting too much for going to school. I'm missing too much to be able to get caught up with everything. And I was always a straight-A student. And I was like, let me homeschool. I will 
find the teachers. I will do the curriculums. I will do wow. everything. And so I ended up writing a five-page essay in seventh grade of why I should be homeschooled for racing. Wow. <laughs> That's it, though. I love that. Does, does that not make you feel good yeah. as a competitor, like, as a warrior? The fact that you had the passion for it at such an early age yes. is yeah. the reason you're going to succeed at it. Right, right, like right. Like that early? <laughs> so when we sat down with Bubba, we sat down with Danny. Damn right. Yes. So, yep. yeah. And they got it. Yeah. And, and, and you have it, you know, just for you at that age to say, this is what I want mm -hmm. and process it the way you process it and then went and got it. Yeah. That's amazing to me. And like Ocho said, that's why you're going to be successful. I mean, you're already successful, but you're only 19. Yeah. You know, there's so much more for you, you know, in this sport and in life. So I'm excited about, you know, mm -hmm. the next few years for you. Oh, for sure. I'm super excited. And I feel like I'm super goal driven of what I want to accomplish, whether it's like yearly goals, it's next race goals, like long term goals. And like I have so many things that I want to accomplish. And I feel like sometimes I get too wrapped up in it. I'm like I want to do it all now. And then I'm like, I can't. <laughs> so it's like it's just such a long process of just like being patient, accomplishing the little things before like those big things come up. What are those goals? The goals are obviously like this. It was the short term. And yeah. Then, yeah. So like this year, this year has been really tough because there's no practice, no qualifying. And being a rookie in a new truck, a new type of car that you're racing, it's tough to get used to it. I have a new crew around me. Everything is new. And so I'm trying to get used to all of this while there's guys racing literally longer than I've been alive in the truck series. Like been there forever. And you, it's so hard to be experienced. And so I'm going out there with no seat time, new tracks, new trucks with guys with so much experience. So I've been fighting that battle all year, and we've made so much progression through the year. So this year's goal was, hey, let's get some top 10s, show we can really run up front, show we can do good. We're going to get our trucks really good, and I feel like me and my team have come so far this year, and I'm so excited for next year because as far as I know, we're getting practice back, qualifying, and that's going to help me so much because say there's one race you get wrecked, and I've gone wrecked the past couple races pretty bad. Um, say there's one race you get wrecked. Because of the formula of no qualifying and no practice, you have to start in the back. So it's like constantly digging yourself in a hole that you're trying to get out yeah. of because of the no practice and no qualifying deal. So it's just tough. <laughs> Are you missing out on your youth? No. Like I, at 19, I yeah. was partying. I was enjoying <laughs> myself. Like, right. you, like there's, oh. you know, like you see, you know, you had the blinders on, yeah. which like B said, is very, mm -hmm. is, is, you know, you love to see it. Yeah. But do you ever take them off? Like, you seem like you're missing out. Not really. Um, I feel like growing up, like, I never wanted to go to the proms, the formals, anything like that. I never did any of that. And so I, because I was homeschooled for racing. Like, I was so focused on racing because that's what I loved and that's what I wanted to do. And I feel like even to this day, I just... I want to do everything I can for my career and to better myself and to be the best version of myself. Because why am I going to waste time right now? Mm. Like, I just, I want to get it done. Like, if I can, why am I just going to kind of sit back? Because if I don't do it, someone else will. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think there's it's a double-edged sword, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of folks that are focused like that in any industry, business, entrepreneurs, you know, want to be a doctor or child prodigies in music, athletes, Right. Like you grow up and you're just focused and you're locked in. You also miss out on those opportunities and, and other moments in life. And I feel like now with Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles, Kevin Love and all the other athletes now standing up saying, you know, no, I got to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's so much around that. So you 
you do have to be careful mm -hmm. there, right? Like, yeah, you're locked in and you can be successful, but at the same time, know that the sport doesn't define you. It shouldn't yeah. define you. And it takes athletes years to figure it out. It took me until I was 26, mm -hmm. 27 to figure out and learn that, oh, I'm more than a football player. Yeah. And I feel like the people who, you know, get wrapped up in the sport are the ones that struggle the most. Mm -hmm. The transition when it's over. It, mm -hmm. Even in the sport too. During? Okay. Yeah, both, okay. both, both. Right. So just be careful there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the only advice I would give you, you there. Do you have an outlet? So for, for, for us or I, I can't speak for, for you guys being submerged during the season, in the season. My outlet, mm -hmm. my outlet was gaming. My sense mm -hmm. of peace of being able to unwind, downtime, no stress mm -hmm. is gaming. Yeah. So what would be being that you're, you're so passionate about mm -hmm. it the same way all of us were at one point? What is your outlet if it's not the partying and the having fun? <laughs> I would say my outlet. It sounds like very businessy, but like I, my outlet's YouTube. Like I love doing YouTube. Obviously, I have my boyfriend who runs a lot of it, the behind the scenes stuff. We have another filmer on board. And I feel like when it comes to racing, that's so serious and so much pressure that I feel like the outlet and where I have fun is doing YouTube. And it's also like, it's a double positive right there because you're making great content. You're having fun. I love showing people into my life and what's going on. And I feel like that's what we've really stuck very core with our YouTube channel is showing what is going on in every bit of our life. And I, I love seeing other people see that. And I feel like that's what my outlet is. Y'all didn't, didn't party during the season? <laughs> I still don't go out. So. Yeah. When you got to Miami, I took you out a couple times. You took me out a couple and, times. And you, you tapped out on me. Yeah, I tapped out. You stopped answering the phone. Yeah, I mean. I was focused too on partying. Listen, here, here's the thing. I probably would have been out there with y'all more if, you know, I was single. But Mishi wasn't having that. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Mishi ain't like me at first, I don't think. Oh, I mean, you trying to take me to strip clubs. <laughs> Hanging out? Why you gotta? You don't have to categorize hanging out. We just hanging out. <laughs> but at a strip club. <laughs> so, so no. I mean, for me, I, I went out a couple times, yeah. but you know, I was, I was more on the focus, locked inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Haley, you brought up the YouTube and mm -hmm. all the business stuff you're doing. I know y'all have to do sponsorships. Like you have, mm -hmm. you have to impress a lot of people. Mm -hmm. How do you balance that? You, we, we brought up Chase a number of times. Yeah. Your boyfriend. Y'all live together. Mm -hmm. Y'all do the YouTube, the sponsors. Up. They're shacking up. Shacking up. Wait, what is this? That's what our parents call it. I don't even know what that word this means. This is 1963. Super old school. But but how do you balance? Like, is it is it tough to balance that? A relationship, racing, sponsors, YouTube. Like, how, how do you balance that? At the 19? business. You're, yeah. You're, you're a baby. Yeah. You guys so, are doing three videos a week, uh -huh. and you have a shop. They have a shop. Yeah. She's yeah. wearing her own products oh, yeah. on apparel we yeah. have so much going on from because racing is a full-time job like like playing any sport would be itself and then to add on to it youtube running your merchandise company in, and more race cars and stuff inside my own shop that i have that we're trying to build and get done it is a lot to balance but i feel like i've fallen in love with it so much and i have a great team around me my manager is amazing like uh, my dad grew up with him back in omaha nebraska he doesn't really manage many other athletes. He focuses a lot on me, and which is super helpful. And he has a team of people on his side that they will send me a text at the beginning of every week. Hey, these are all your social media requirements for the week. I'm like, okay, perfect. So I know exactly what to do. Scheduling everything. We have a giant whiteboard in the shop of, okay, what does everyone have going on this week so we could be all on the same page? And I feel like we found a really good system to make it all work without getting it to be too much. What you don't have is a great branding, you know, executive. Mm -hmm. 
Because what you should do right now, you got to put your hair to the side so you can show the brand. Come on, Haley. Come on, let's get a shameless plug. My hair gets in the way. I know. We got to show the gear. I love it. I love the tee that uh, Chase have on. You don't have to send me anything for free. I'll go buy it. I'll give you plenty. No, no, no. I don't. No, no. I want to support. Like, no. Like, that's that, that's why you're working so hard. The biggest support would just be you wearing it. I'll take one. Look, look. I'll, get you, I'll get you guys all stuff. What's the website? Where do we get so, it? So, uh, we run our merchandise company. It's called shophaleydegan.com. But I feel like what we've been really focusing on is getting away from, like, just my name on a shirt with my race number. Making it more truly a brand. So, that's why you see kind of the logos in HD. But if you, like, look at it, if you, so you're someone that didn't know about me, you could just be like, oh, it's a cool logo. It's a cool design and I feel like we've been really trying to make it more lifestyle just trying to make the brand bigger yeah. and take it away from just being someone's merchandise yeah. and so that's the process right now which I have uh, designers that we go to which is not too much work on my side when it comes to the merchandise I have someone who is at the shop full-time who does fulfillment and then I just pretty much go to the designer hey this is kind of my ideas I'll make like a bunch of screenshots pictures and Chase will mock up little things to send in be like hey this is kind of our vision Right. What can you do? The merchandise is probably the easiest side of things compared to everything else. <laughs> Does that put a stress on y'all's relationship? Because I know B, mm-hmm. you, you, him and me, him and his wife work together. They <laughs> uh-huh. work together on a daily basis. I know Sharil has all her stuff going, yeah. and Ocho got a thousand things going. Me and my <laughs> wife work together as well. But we brought up Chase a number of times <laughs> in this, like. Does 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 the could y'all have time to really be boyfriend girlfriend or are y'all business partners? I think I think we've fallen in love with the business side so much of working with each other, and then like I, I swear, probably all of our arguments are about YouTube or something else. Or like <laughs> right. you didn't tell me you had this today right. when I had this today, and I rescheduled this. I'm like, I'm sorry, I forgot. And so like, there's certain like things like that. But I'd say we have such a great relationship, and we both he works so hard to help me and my brand, and I feel like we've built something really great together. So what advice can you give young couples? Like, we're old heads, you know, I'm still using the term shacking up, right? I still don't know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's interesting now, I mean, he's been an influencer and a YouTube Mm -hmm. sensation. You know, he fought with Jake Paul on her show. Talking, uh-huh. I don't know what a YouTuber is. I don't know what an influencer is. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, literally hey, about to hey. fight on her on her on her set, but now he's no more as a YouTuber and an mm-hmm. influencer than he was as a football player. So that that demographic is different. Speak to you know, that Gen Z audience uh, on relationships, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you guys are young. Mm -hmm. What advice can you give them that's trying to figure it out? I think it's just more so like a maturity thing and being like, hey, what's the big picture? It's never us against each other. It's us against the problem. And it's constantly working towards that problem, not going against each other. If you guys are just constantly fighting against each other, you're never going to get the problem solved. And I feel like with a lot of situations, I feel like that's what helps a lot. And I think that when it comes to working with each other, obviously everyone's like, oh, don't work with your friends. Don't work with your significant others. And so I feel like we've done a really good job of working with each other, of trying to be on the same page. And I feel like that comes with scheduling and everything, just trying to really have like a lot of conversation and kind of voice our opinions on different things and being truly honest with it. Right. So I want to push the conversation forward and then I'm going to bring it back mm-hmm. later because I want to talk about when you talked about the villain. We'll, we'll end the show with mm-hmm. that. Right. <laughs> but, you know, right now you're running a truck series. Mm-hmm. OK, this is your first year. You talked about your short term goals this year. I just want to get us some top 10 finishes. How many did we get any top 10? Um, yes. Yeah, so I have one so far, a few that slipped away. But right. I'd say towards the end of the season, we have a couple more races left is just trying to get a few more top 10s to finish off the season. But I feel like even if we don't, I'm very confident in what we have going on for next year. We have a new Ford truck coming out next year, a new body on the truck, and I feel like it's going to help a lot. Right. So now let's take me to long term, Mm -hmm. right? Um, 
next year and then also five years out. Yeah. Where, what is Haley Deegan? Where are you at? So pretty much what my plan is of what I want to do, whether it happens or not, or something could change. Who knows? I could run out of all of my sponsorship money. Um, but right now, as of now, we're going next year. I hope to go full-time trucks with maybe a few Xfinity races. So that's kind of like the middle series level. Because I want to like kind of get my feet wet of what those cars are like, what happens in that series, who to kind of race around, who not to, just to, so I'm prepared for the year after. And then I would love to run two years of Xfinity and then hopefully go cup racing. Cup. Yeah. You have any like uh, dream owner or team? Dream. That you... Okay. So I would say obviously, obviously, I'm going to be with Ford for a long time, and I plan to be with Ford for a long time. They're such great people to work with. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You, got, you got a, So obviously, you're the brand agent, huh? You're the, <laughs> you're the branding person. Look at that. I love yes, that. Yes, I'm pretty much their development driver okay. um, that they're working with right now, and uh, everyone is so great over there. It's not like working with business people. It's very much like a family friend dynamic, which I really like. And I've never met Tony Stewart before, but then I got to meet him, kind of build a relationship with him, uh, talking about cars and setups with Tony Stewart is a big deal to me. Like, that's definitely a bucket list thing to do. And after meeting him and seeing his personality and what he's all about, uh, that would be a dream to run for Stuart Haas, which I don't know if that's going to happen, but there's kind of two Ford teams right now. So I obviously, whatever team I'd end up at is a great team, but that would be a goal. You put it out there, it's going to happen. It's all about manifesting. Oh, I'm manifesting. All about manifesting. <laughs> that's right. Believe it. He's yeah. right. He's right. And also a little, some more advice. I don't know why I feel like I have to give you advice. <laughs> You know, but, you know, goals are great, mm -hmm. you know, but in, enjoy the journey. Yeah. Right. Enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. Don't get focused. And you hear this all the time. Don't get focused and locked in on a destination. Mm -hmm. Coach Tony Sperano used to always tell us that, right? It's about the journey, not the destination. Yeah. So even the wins and losses, embrace that. Mm -hmm. when, when I was out there playing for the Chicago Bears, I used to journal every time I would go back to the sideline just to stay locked in the moment mm -hmm. instead of focusing on finishing this you know, the game with 150 yards or focus on where Ocho's at. And like, I want to be better than Ocho. <laughs> what I would focus on is just my craft and the journey. So there'll be times I'll be on Monday night football. I'll run a phenomenal route and I'll drop the ball and 70,000 people was, were booing me. Right. And like, oh, you suck. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and then there's another 4 million watching 7 million, 8 million, yeah. whatever the, the, those numbers are. And what I would do is I would get back to that sideline and I would write down and I would literally say this phenomenal route. <laughs> I didn't even, like, I just dropped the ball mm -hmm. and was booed in front of millions and yeah. thousand, 70,000 lives. Mm -hmm. And I would literally write that down. Phenomenal route. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I write that down is because I knew who I was. I knew at the age of six mm -hmm. that I was going to play in the NFL. You knew at eight. Right. You know who you are. You're 19 and you're racing amongst men. So who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, who you're, you're the badass. You're the villain. <laughs> right. You're going to win. You're going to lose some. You're going to lose more than you win. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so right now, this year, your rookie year, it didn't one right now. Let's mm -hmm. say we finish with one. So what? Mm -hmm. Next year, we're going to get up and we're going to do it again. And because, you know, if you stick to the routine that you have in place and you saw your dad do it year after year after year after year after year after year after year, you know you're going to break through. Mm -hmm. there's, right? a certain, there's a certain thing in any sport with individuals. There's a certain it factor. Mm -hmm. It's an it factor. You can't coach. 
You can't you can't force it on anybody. It's just already in you. Mm-hmm. That is factor is something that you have in your sport and your respect your respective craft just by sitting here listening to you, the passion Thank you. and to have it that early. That's right. That early. I'm thinking that early. I couldn't even write an essay. Right. Right. <laughs> write an essay. Right. I'm sit here and be honest about it. Seventh grade. What? No. You can write an essay. No. I can barely, barely spell my name. Right. Right. I give you. I give you three sentences. Don't judge me. Yeah. Don't judge me. But oh, you. It's already there. But again, like enjoy the journey. The destination is going to happen already because the work you're putting in. Right. You know, it's it's going to happen. Right. But I have Thank one you. question. Okay. Favorite NASCAR driver. Ooh. Favorite NASCAR driver. I would say when it comes to the actual racing racecraft, there is someone that like. You could be one person's driving style for the rest of your life. I would have to say Kyle Larson. Like the what he's able to do, and especially with the opportunity he has now in top tier equipment, it's like phenomenal. Like every race we watch him, what he does in a car is phenomenal. Whether he goes to dirt racing, any type of dirt car he races, he's successful in. And like that's like that's someone I want to be like. But what's his it factor though? Because you talk about equipment mm-hmm. earlier. A lot of guys, like, you get the fastest car, Mm -hmm. the best team, you have a great chance. Mm -hmm. So what makes him special with the great equipment and team? I I think what makes him special is that he can go to every type of form of racing and be successful in it. A lot of drivers can't do that. A lot of drivers that you take away from the stock car racing, pavement side, racing side, and put them on dirt, don't know what to do. And he goes under and he wins everything. So, so it's like we're basically going to be able to see who the best drivers are based on skill mm-hmm. and ability to play chess mm-hmm. when the new cars come out next yep, year. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Because there won't be such a huge advantage for teams that have the most money. Mm-hmm. And That's Okay. That's right. We talk about the next gen. You just brought it up. Yeah. It mm-hmm. levels the playing field. You think some drivers are intimidated by that because they done had the money for so many years and now, oh, this guy has the same car I had. Now you have I, to I know. Drive. I would be intimidated by it if I was uh, in great equipment and that was, I say, the reason I was doing so Your good. Age. But I feel like in the Cup Series, there's so many good drivers. And I feel like everyone knows that and a lot of the drivers know that. So I think even some of the mid to back of the pack guys, yes, it's probably going to help out a little bit, but I think Everyone in the Cup Series is such a good driver. There's a lot of good drivers, like very... That's not true. Not true? <laughs> I don't believe that. I, I'm just saying that because, you know, playing in National Football yeah. League, what there's almost, what, 10 billion people on the planet, and yeah. there's less than 2,000 do what we do. Mm-hmm. 1,600. Right? 1,600. Exactly, yeah. And you'll walk in the locker room and be like, that guy's not good. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to help us out. <laughs> Before we go, maybe a couple names. Maybe you guys throw out some names if y'all want to, if anything comes up. But I want to throw out a name and we'll see what comes up because you talked about embracing a villain, mm-hmm. right? Drew Dollar. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> we got one. Uh, never, I've never heard that name before. <laughs> you don't know Drew Dollar, the guy that every time y'all race, he seems to wreck you? <laughs> that was That was a, a 20, what was that year? 2019, 2020 kind of feud that I was just over and it's now it's it's actually went to another one of my teammates that now it's a feud with him so I'm like I don't gotta worry about this anymore (laughs) ain't my problem (laughs) Drew (laughs) you leave Haley alone but we would love to have you here and get your side of the story because we're only getting one side Drew (laughs) that would be that could that can be the next Dale Earnhardt Jr. and um Kyle 
No. No. Um, we just talked about it. Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Busch. You're talking about Kyle, Kyle Busch and Bush. Dale. Yeah, but they had a clash, but then there was Kyle Busch and somebody else. But go ahead. Yep. Hey, that, you, you are the Kyle Busch right now. <laughs> there you go. You are the Kyle Busch. You have yeah. to embrace you know, the you villain know, role. And, 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 and Junior obviously had a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they finally got over it. Mm-hmm. That, that was, that was it fun. It was Joey Logano. Yes. With yeah. Joey yeah. Logano, and then he and ran Kyle out Bush. and they fought. Yeah. They fought. Would a dude run up on? Would you run up on a dude? No. Oh, that's, that would be okay, good. Okay, okay, that's <laughs> a hard one. That's a hard one because, like, if I was guy, it'd be totally different. Like, of right. course I would. Like, I'd have no problem with that. And there's probably a few other people I probably would have already. But like, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I'm a girl, it's like. It's a double negative because, like, first of all, they're just going to say, oh, look at her. She knows he can't hit back and stuff. And then if he does hit back, everyone's going to hate on him. Right. So I'm like, I would be okay with it. Right. Like, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But, like, I know no one would be. No one wins. Yeah, it's not a win for anybody. Well, look, just do this. Go up to Drew Dollar. <laughs> knock him we in his head and just, just do this. Just go up, like, look, just go to your team and say, look, this is the race. I'm going to knock him upside his head. you that name? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just go up to your team and say, look, this is the race. I'm going to knock him upside his head, but you guys just break it up so nobody gets in trouble, right? Or Kyle talks about wrecking people. I mean, not Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, he talks about wrecking people purposely. When we talk to him, you can wreck his ass on purpose. (laughs) And we'll we'll be there. Awesome. I like it. I I get in enough mishaps with... With other people wrecking me that I'm like, I can't even keep track of it anymore. <laughs> it's it. like a list. I'm like, dude. We just had an amazing show with Miss Haley Deegan. Haley appreciate Deegan, you. people. Thank Let's you. Go. I appreciate it. Awesome. I really do. Thanks for having me. It's good. It's good. That was awesome.